1: welcome to the hearts entwined podcast this is your host lynn smith the queen of hearts and today listeners i'm really excited to introduce a lovely lady that i've recently met her name is dr d for denita welcome dr d thank you miss lynn queen of hearts i like that <laughs> thank you so much and i've invited denita onto the show today because we're going to be talking about how to connect and have intimacy in your relationships and this doesn't necessarily just mean your intimate or romantic relationships this can do just as easily for any relationships where you'd like to feel more connection and more intimacy so just tell us a little bit dr d about your own journey towards doing what you're doing now so the audience
2: could get a feel about who who you are and what you do Absolutely. So, um, I've been in the mental health field for, um, almost about 20 years. I started my own private practice a little over four years ago, assert yourself mindset, coaching and counseling, and, um, just really passionate about helping people in the mental health field, um, for multiple reasons. I'm just really good at it. But my personal connection with that is I've gone through my own struggles with relationship, my own struggles, uh, with past trauma, childhood trauma, sexual trauma, and all those good things. And like you said, your show was about connecting and intimacy and the problem with relationships that I had was being able to find ways to connect with individuals. And so um, in my journey through studies and education and all that, I was able to do my own personal development and learn things to be able to improve my own relationships. And first and foremost, the relationship with myself.
1: Yeah, I think that's the one most important thing I think I learned on my journey. It's not about really um, looking outside of yourself to start with. It is about, first and foremost, recognising what sort of relationship do you have with yourself? You know, what's the dialogue that's going on in your head? Um, What are you thinking? What are you speaking? What are you uh, behaving on the back of those thoughts and and words that's impacting how you're living your life isn't it
2: yeah it it really is it's I call it the board meeting in your head <laughs> you yeah <know>? yeah. <laughs> and for years my board meeting was an it was one of those boring corporate meetings that you could just like <laughs> you feel like you could just choke yourself and I you know I didn't say nice things about myself and not say nice things about the way that I looked you know um, just even simple tasks in day-to-day life you know just constantly saying things that um if I would never say to a friend you know what i mean and um so improving that board meaning in your head is the first step to being able to improve a relationship with anyone else because once you feel better build that self-esteem um or self-worth then you can have the confidence to interact with other people and most people get self-confidence and self-worth mixed up they think it's the same you know um so to understand the difference is self-confidence means i have the confidence i have the um I feel good about what it is that I can do. But self-worth is, I feel good about who I am. Absolutely. You hit
1: the nail on the head there. And quite often, I don't think we sometimes realize, you know, that we're beating up on ourselves in our head with our own self-talk, do we?
2: No, no. Many people, many people don't, you know, (laughs) they, they, well, when they come to therapy, sometimes they, they, they have a little bit of insight on that. But from day to day in the moment, no, most people don't. They don't realize that before they go and interact with someone that they're already telling themselves that it's not going to work out. They're already telling themselves that they're going to be misunderstood. They're already telling themselves that they're not going to be able to connect. You know, it's just a constant negative beliefs that lead to lack of connection, lack of intimacy.
1: Yeah, I, I think I can raise my hand and I was quite often um, beating myself up about my own body image. You know, always saying, "Oh, I'm I'm not not slim enough. I'm not I'm not um, attractive enough because I'm overweight, and uh, this man isn't going to find me attractive because of my size." And I, I hadn't realised I was doing that for quite a number of years until I started my own personal development journey.
2: Yeah, well, one of the challenges with that is now that we have these platforms, social media and all these other things, you know, people were comparing themselves before, but even more so, like exponentially. And so now you have this board meeting in your head going on and then you're looking on social media and you're seeing all these images of people you know um not you personally you, you the audience right you, you're seeing all these things and so then you uh repeat those messages to yourself because you're aligning yourself up with other people but once you develop the mindset that it's only you against you everyone has an appetite not everyone likes a super slim person not everyone <laughs> one likes A plump person, you know, if it it doesn't matter, there's someone out there for you. But if you don't even like you, you know, then you're going to attract other people that aren't going to love and like on you the way that you really want.
1: Yeah, I think it's so true that we we attract who we are, don't we? So, you know, quite often if you're sort of um, saying to yourself that, um, you know, you're not worthy, you're not enough, and you'll never be loved, then you'll attract somebody that will reinforce exactly those words.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. You know, and the, the question I, I'll ask my clients is what is enough? What does that mean? You know, our language is indicative of our thinking process, which ultimately results in how we feel, you know, and w- what is enough? <laughs> you know, what is enough? I, that's the that's question I would, I would just say, what is enough? Well, you know, well, you know, no, I don't know. What is enough? Like further that conversation with yourself, you know, is it enough that today I might not be feeling my best? Is it enough that I'm still going through the day? Is it enough that I'm getting out there, interacting with people and learning to develop my skills or do I have to do more? And most people think they have to do more and do more and do more and do more. And they have this never ending uh, finish line you know, as soon as they get here, they've already raised the bar because they haven't even enjoyed the moment when they've achieved whatever it is they achieved. Just being able to say an affirmation, right? So as says, well, I said this affirmation, but <laughs> I need, to do this. but I need, but I'm not, you know. So changing the mindset is is the is the key because it's just really how you how you see your perspective on yourself.
1: Absolutely. And you mentioned the word affirmation there. And there might be some members of the audience that might know or might not know what the word affirmation means. So would you be able to give us some examples of what you mean by that?
2: Sure. Like, so if you said, are you Dr. Danita Morales-Ramos? I affirm, <laughs> I confirm that's who I am. So when you're saying an affirmation, you're talking to yourself, you're talking to that that spirit or that doesn't matter what your belief system is, that inner child is so many different names for it, but who you are at your core. So if you're saying I'm not good enough, what you're doing is affirming to yourself i'm not good enough but if you change that and you say i'm good enough i'm 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 loved i'm lovable you're affirming yourself and i think it's important to say that sometimes
1: that can be difficult you know if you've been used to living a whole lifetime of being negative and saying negative words to yourself and having those negative affirmations about who you are and what you are um, sometimes it can sound false when you you try and turn that around, can't it? But I think the trick is probably to be more generic to start with. So you can say something about yourself that you do actually really believe.
2: Yeah, so I I agree. What, what the challenge is, is we like instant gratification. So if I say I'm good enough, all of a sudden the person says, well, they told me to say affirmations. And so now instant- instantaneously, I'm supposed to, be you know flying on unicorns. But the actual concept behind that is auto suggestion. You are talking to your subconscious. So the more you repeat these things instead of that negative board meeting, like just, just adjourn from that negative board meeting and catch yourself in the moment. It's not like I've never, I've never, and it's not like I still don't find myself sometimes in that negative pattern, but I have more self-awareness that especially when i'm starting to feel a little uh irritable or um distressed then i start saying what am i saying to myself right now right and then once i start recognizing that then i can start affirming no i can handle this it's difficult and i can handle it you know so it's not an instant thing but when people say affirmation everyone's looking for the quick fix there is no quick fix to life no and um
1: I think it's important to stress that you know that that this journey you know once you start the self-help journey is a lifelong self-help journey but there's certain things that you can do that sort of um obviously going to help you within the the instant gratification window so to speak but it's a case of being consistent with that isn't it yeah
2: uh and like affirmations, mindfulness, meditation, all these concepts are about being focused on the present, right? Oftentimes, so if you you and I both, you know, said uh, post uh, pre-recording um, here that we've experienced our own past trauma, right? So that depression, that negative beliefs is usually oftentimes for some people rooted in that, those past things. And to be able to bring yourself to the present moment, well, what that means is it doesn't mean that, take gratitude, for example, you say, you know, I'm practicing gratitude and, and people say, it didn't work. I said, what well, you grateful for? I was grateful for my house. I was grateful for my car. I mean, but were you really grateful for that in that moment? No, not really. You know, that's why it didn't work. So like in this moment, if I was distressed, for example, and I wouldn't start talking about me being grateful for my house. I might say something along the lines that I'm grateful for acknowledging my feelings of sadness. I'm grateful that I'm acknowledged, you know, or I don't have my tea here, but I used to say like, I'm grateful for this cup of tea this morning, right? It's really being in the moment. I'm grateful for the conflict. Some people don't even think that that can help you know, because conflict actually helps if we work through it, helps us to become more connected and have more intimacy with others. So it is a practice. It's a lifelong practice. It takes four to six weeks to develop a new habit, nine months to a year to develop a lifestyle change. So if you've been talking to yourself this for all your life, you can't expect it to happen overnight, give yourself, give yourself a month, a month and a half, of practicing one or two new affirmations, you'll see the difference.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's not about also um, listening to this and thinking, oh, my God, you know, um, I, I, I've been doing this to myself and this is why I've attracted, you know, some shitty experiences in my life. This is about creating awareness, isn't it? And and it, it's a case of acknowledging we don't know what we don't know until we do, isn't it?
2: I agree. And and anyone that has the mindset, like if the first thing you heard while we're sharing this is like, oh, I did this to me. Like you, you didn't cause your abuser to do what's what? Th- that's not your fault. But it is your responsibility now to care for your quality of life in the now. Absolutely. And it's about,
1: you know, recognizing that we have that power, you know, and not giving it away to somebody or something else, isn't it?
2: Oh, I love that you said that. Uh, when I'm helping people to work in trauma especially ones that want it, they say you know I'm uh, I'm holding on to past trauma and I'm unpacking my trauma I say how long are you going to pay for a crime that you didn't commit Mm,
1: yeah exactly and the thing is that by not living your best life you're allowing that perpetrator or that person that hurt you to um Continue to have that power to affect your life and impact your life in a negative way, aren't you?
2: Yeah. One of the most pivotal things in my journey um at the age of 26 after I tried to take my own life was my first time going to a therapist. And um, you know, they as therapists go through these little questionnaires and they get to the sexual trauma part or past abuse. And she asked me the question and I said, oh yeah you yeah you know something happened to me but i'm over that now and and i kept trying to mull over it because I, I didn't have the awareness at the time but this therapist kept asking me questions i was getting frustrated with her and what i found through that process um is that she gave me permission to have my voice back, my voice that was taken so many years ago if you will after my trauma. Like I, I didn't speak well of myself. I didn't speak up for myself or what have you. And so part of this journey is to reclaim your voice, to reclaim the things that you want in life. That's what quality of life is all about.
1: Yeah, I hear you, absolutely, 100% agree. And it's um, you know, important to stress that you can start today, To change things. You don't need to ever think that anything was your fault. But like you said, it's now your responsibility to change your life if you've been unhappy with it. So that you can live your best, happiest, most fulfilling life, isn't it?
2: Yeah. And starting today, also keeping in mind that don't compare your journey to someone else. I've been on I said at the age of 26, I'm 46 years old. So I've been on this journey for. 20 years. You listening to anything that I say, you can't expect, you know, it's unrealistic, let me put it that way, to expect that the, the skills that I've learned in 20 years to be able to do uh to have the same effect and, and and the same results in your life with a couple of affirmations. Like be patient with yourself. You're worth it.
1: Yeah. And I think the more you practice sort of catching when you're going down that rabbit hole of uh beating up on yourself with your, your own words and and thoughts and and your self-talk is you know you get quicker at catching it don't you and thinking actually I don't want to be thinking that anymore uh I want to focus on this instead and you get quicker and better at, the, at doing that the more you practice it don't you
2: oh my thing when I catch myself is stop that shit me that's what i said to myself i will i will be saying something okay i said stop that shit you know have have your own like this can be as personal as you want it does not need to sound like textbook like if i said to myself now is the time to say your positive affirmations i'm not gonna believe myself because i don't talk like that (laughs) i talk to myself the same way i talk to everybody else, (laughs) and i said stop that shit like we're not doing this today is what i tell myself you know so be real with yourself that's how you can be real with other people once you start being real with yourself if you're in a shitty mood say i'm in a shitty mood but i'm working on it
1: yeah and the thing is allow yourself to have those moments of um being temporarily shitty but know that you don't have to live there permanently
2: Right, right. Is it but it's 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 not just knowing that you don't have to be it's also acknowledging it. The challenge with many people to shift is they wanna hurry up with the uncomfortable feelings and ignore them and they stay and stick longer. So if I'm in a shitty mood. I'm going to acknowledge to myself that I'm in a shitty mood because you can't address a problem that you don't acknowledge that you have. So if I say I'm not in a shitty mood and I'm doing just fine, I'm just walking around as I don't know what, <laughs> because I'm not acknowledging. But once I acknowledge it to myself, then I can make the choice. Do I want to stay stuck in that shitty mood or do I want to make a shift?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we always do have that choice in any given moment, don't we?
2: We always have a choice. And I think that another challenge for people is to realize that they do have a choice, especially like we we're talking about trauma, you know, no, you didn't choose in that moment that, right? You didn't choose to be abused. However, now you can choose, do I stay stuck in that time war or even a conflict you know, in the present? Do I stay stuck with hanging on to whatever beliefs that are keeping me from resolving the conflict? Or do I choose to acknowledge that there's a conflict? Do I choose to find a solution? Do I choose to just walk away? Maybe I just need time. <laughs> Maybe the, 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 the solution is just walking away from the situation, but we always have a choice. Always do. And I love that you mentioned
1: earlier on about be more focused in the present because I think a big challenge for most of us is that we do like to hang on to the hurts of our past don't we and and go down the rabbit hole of um, negative thoughts on, on the on the focus of doing that.
2: You have the, the negative thoughts on this side, right? That's the that's the past, that's the where a lot of the depressive thoughts come in and the rumination. But then you also have individuals um that's on this other side that uh are stressing about the um the future, they're stressing about what they perceive the future may be, you know, and I call that the scary movie in your head, you know, it, it's a nightmare, you know, you're planning over and over again how things are just going to go wrong, whatever that situation, the conversation isn't going to go right, The uh, your job isn't going to go right, this relationship isn't going to go right, and, and it's going on and on and on and on, but it's in the moment where, it, where that quality of life is, I said, don't "Don't do that time travel thing that you do, (laughs) (laughs) you know, time traveling to the past or time traveling to the future. Stay right here in the moment because the present is where the gift is. Absolutely. And also the the present is all we
1: have, isn't it? We don't have the past anymore. That's gone. The future is still always be the future. And you Know it, it'll always just be ahead of us because today was tomorrow's future.
2: Mm-hmm. There, There is no past, and sometimes I get in the beginning, you mean to tell me this didn't happen to me? No, I didn't say it didn't happen to you, but it doesn't exist anymore, it's gone. <laughs> and you can choose to, to believe that if I still believe that, that about my abuse uh, at 12. I will not be here to have this interview with you on the podcast because I still be playing that over and over again in my head. I don't even see myself as that person anymore. Now, I still can recollect some of it, especially basically when I'm talking to someone about it, but it's almost so far removed from me because I don't identify anymore as a victim. My taglines is I transform victims into victors. You know, we were victimized, but we don't have to live a victim.
1: No, actually, no. And it's about putting the responsibility, you know, for that onto the person. that You know, if you are somebody that has been hurt, abused or um, assaulted on the back of or at the hands of somebody else, then it's knowing that, you know, put, put that onus on them, not on yourself.
2: Yeah, you you don't don't take responsibility for for you know something that that you did not do, and that is a part of overcoming that trauma. Because people do It's like I must have did something. That's why I'm not good enough. I must have did something to make this person do this to me. No, <laughs> with the exception of just being a being a very beautiful creature, you didn't do anything at all to warrant that. Right you know you, you can't be responsible for the fact that they saw your beauty and wanted to uh, take advantage of that and the more you realize how beautiful creature human being that you are the less you're focused on how someone in whatever state of mind they were in you know decided to try to take advantage of that at that time
1: yeah I love that you just said that and it is also about reframing those events, isn't it? So if we have been through sort of negative events in, and experiences in our past, it's actually, you know, taking, what, what were the positives from that? You know, how has that changed you into a wiser, more capable, more independent, more compassionate person, for example?
2: I love it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yes. So many times we focus on just the negative. No, it's it's not great that this person did this thing to you, but we are like such amazing creatures. Like we can overcome so many different things and many people do not really focus on all the things that they were able to become in spite of, not because of, but in spite of those situations. And so in spite of of the things that I experienced, in spite of the way that I used to talk about myself and all those things, I've developed the skill set so I can work with people with similar challenges. And so I, I like to look at it like this. I, I'm thankful to the universe that I had those experience experiences because it has helped me to become the person that I am. You know, um, it has helped me to see how strong and how resilient i am right um i i don't look at it anymore as it was something wrong about me that caused those things if anything like the universe gave it to me because it you know I, I could handle it yeah
1: i actually do as, as well think you know about my past experiences and think of it more as a, a gift for being who i am today rather than in a negative way now because um you know it isn't about forgiving any perpetrator it is about you know for, for i suppose that forgiveness is for yourself you know knowing that you you did nothing wrong in that that, that all those situations and you can let go of the pain and the, the trauma because that isn't serving you anymore
2: yeah yeah forgiveness is just a word so yes forgiving yourself but the challenge for many people in terms of the perpetrator is let's just for the sake of argument let's make sure we're on the same page when we talk about forgiveness because it's a word so let's just say forgiveness letting go okay and the challenge is is the perfect thing A person may think, well, if I forgive, i.e. let go, then I'm condoning the behavior. No, when you forgive and you're saying you were wrong, that was wrong, what you did. And I'm choosing to let go of the power that you stole from me.
1: Yes, 100 percent. I'm glad you clarified that in the way that you did. That was brilliant.
2: Right, because it's the difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. So yes, I forgave and I let go, but it doesn't mean I need I have to be in relationship. That's what reconciliation is.
1: Yeah. And also, like you said, it, most importantly, it's not about you know forgiving because you're now um, you know, condoning that behavior. Of course, you don't condone that behavior. Um, but you can forgive the person, but but let go and um still live a a very, very powerfully successful life by forgiving yourself for um i suppose for me it was about forgiving myself for for hanging on to that pain for far too long you know and letting that perpetrator have that power over me
2: yes and another thing that i found the hanging on is that some people have lived with their trauma for so long they feel like if they let go they won't have anything else they don't have that story um and it's think about this so if i'm hanging on to this so so tight there's nothing else they can get in but if i let that go now i've opened the door for something else something beautiful possibly so if i'm hanging on to trauma and trauma and trauma trauma we were talking about you know uh, sorry, talking about intimate. If I'm hanging on to this so much, this past thing, I can't connect with other people. I can't be intimate with other people because this is blocking me. But if I open this up and you don't have to, if the word forgiveness, I, I don't want people to get stuck on word. If the word forgiveness, if that's a stomping block, that's why I threw in the word letting go. If letting go is the word that you need in order to open you up to more beautiful experiences, then use the synonym and let's move on to that quality of life that you deserve. Absolutely. And you know what?
1: It it really does open up a whole new, better, more fulfilling, more passionate, more alive type life once you do that. And it, it's liberating, isn't it?
2: It, it is. It's, I'll tell you in the beginning, it's a bit uncomfortable because it's like, what you know I can't I can't some people may feel like they can't trust people or they feel like this and so like, you know I said it's not people that you can't trust it's you that you're having a difficult time trusting and just know if you made it this far in life then you can trust yourself to get through uh to be able to connect in these new experiences just be patient with yourself so what the need to for you was
1: the turning point you know what 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 happened what would you say was a life-changing moment for you that sort of set you up for the life that you now have
2: there's an array of experiences but I will say over the last four years um, really stepped full-fledged into entrepreneurship Um, you are you just encounter and and with me traveling you encounter a lot of different people um and you see people at different levels as they say and I made the commitment when I left the workforce to work for myself that I would no longer work for anyone else well that requires a lot of development to be able to that's very bright. yeah you know what I mean but even in the workplace even in business those past traumatic conversations come up, man, can I do this, man, you're right. so I really had to spend time with myself, and then when you, when I leave the business, then I come home trying to build relationships, and over, in this four years time, I went through my second divorce, and so I had to start asking myself, D., okay, the common denominator here is you. What What is going on? And so what I realized is that I was, uh, I say this in one of my books, I was literally partnering down is what I said. I was partnering with people who would abuse me. I was partnering with people who would abandon me. I was partnering with irresponsible people because that's where I was comfortable at. And, and I wasn't doing this knowingly, is after I was doing a personal, uh, you know, got more uh, consistent discipline in my personal development, then I realized this pattern of behavior of the people that I was attracting. And so I did what I call start dating myself. Like, would I date me? <laughs> <laughs> <Love that. laughs> and, and in that journey, I realized no. I wouldn't date me, not for a long period of time, not because I wasn't a loving person, but I too had been a toxic individual as a result in so many toxic situations. So I had to really start developing different skills in not just partner relationships, but in all relationships, once I was aware that this pattern was showing up across the board.
1: Thank you so much for sharing your personal experiences. Denito, it's been fascinating um so thank you and would you be able to show what is your best contact information for
2: our audience if they'd
1: like to connect with you
2: sure. on instagram um, you can find me at follow follow dr d um that's uh follow dr d with three e's on instagram i, I place um motivational video there on mental health everything dealing with on instagram
1: thank you and any final words of advice for the audience before we wrap up this episode
2: you deserve your best quality of life
1: thank you and i'm gonna second that you you all deserve your best quality of life and it is out there for you uh if we look in (laughs) so be your best personal friend to you thank Thank you you very much dr d it's been a real pleasure to have you on as a guest today
2: thank you for having me lynn
1: i appreciate it so with that said i'm going to leave you with true love
0: starts with opening our hearts and until next time goodbye for now